Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Maps Fitness Muscle Mashup Throwdown kicks off the summer with death-defying results from America's top-ranked health and fitness trainers, Bigfoot Stallion, Soundest Stefano, Cradle Robin Granger, Adam Schaefer, and Megasaurus Rex, Justin Andrews. Go on over to MyPubMedia.com and reserve your Maps Fitness program today. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this super strong episode yeah. of Mind Pump, for the first 40 minutes, uh, we have our introductory conversation. Adam talks about his spiffy new Viore clothes. Oh, yeah. So sharp. Dressing up for Taylor. Handsome as fuck. Weird. <laughs> if know, you go to Viore Clothing, that's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com forward slash mind pump, you'll get 25% off. Then I talk about the studies on Lion's Mane and how it improves or accelerates nervous system recovery. They did some studies on some rats and actually showed uh, some pretty remarkable results. And for humans, that could potentially mean recover faster from your intense workouts. Now, the lion's mane of choice for us is from Four Sigmatic. If you go to Four Sigmatic, F O U R S I G M A T I C dot com forward slash mind pump and use the code mind pump, you will get a discount. That's right, man. Then we talk about the weird, messed up school shooting statistics. I don't think we know what's going on there. We talked about cannabis beer in Canada. They're actually making beer with cannabis in it. Wow. That's crazy. Sounds relaxing. Justin talks about the time he overdosed on cannabis I did. while watching that did happen. The Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, what a horrible experience. We talk about sleep eating and sleep sex and sleep paralysis. Oh boy. Oh, it's a good it's the best time you'll never remember. You didn't tell me <laughs> you didn't tell me the name of that drug. I want to get some of that. Uh, then we get to the questions. The first question was. How important is it to schedule rest days? And what do we mean when we talk about a rest day? How important are they for your progress? And what should you do on the days? You'll sleep when you're dead, bro. That you don't work out. Next question was, what are our thoughts on kids and weight training? When should they start? And what qualities should you look for in a personal trainer if you're trying to hire a trainer to train your kids with weights? The next question was, how do you know when it's time to leave your personal trainer? And how do you break the news to them? Oh, wow. <laughs> we give some breakup advice. Buy them dinner first at Of least, this right? episode. And finally, the last question. What are our thoughts in regards to therapy with a professional? Do we think counseling and therapy is worth it? And do we have any experience with it? The answer is yes. And yes, it's worth it. And we have some experience. Listen to that part of this episode to hear what our experience was like. And again, I'd like to mention three days left for the MAPS Strong $30 off launch promo. You got to go to mapsstrong.com, double S, so M-A-P-S-S-T-R-O-N-G.com. Use the code STRONG30, that's STRONG with the number 30, no space. Get $30 off. After three days, that rate goes up and won't come back down. Go check it out. Act now. Supplies won't last. <laughs> so how come you you dress up for, for Taylor, but you don't dress up for... For Me you, for you guys, or for Justin, yeah. or for Doug, because Taylor has an eye for that stuff. So, and plus, it makes him happy. Like he, uh, oh, okay. Well, what do you do for? What did you do? Well, first, first of all, what did you do for Taylor? First of all, and here's the thing. And 
Actually, he was complimenting him yesterday. Actually, he complimented himself first yesterday. Then, <laughs> then, then, then I said, yes, yes, you are. But I, somebody I've been going through, and I'm trying my best to stay on top of all the YouTube questions. Um, every once in a while, a new person who drops in on the channel finds like a really old video. In fact, it was one of the first times we ever shot anything in here. There's not even equipment in here. Um, and they made a comment like, oh, this is, you know, great channel, amazing, right? Real, real positive comment. So I watched the video. I haven't watched an old video YouTube of us already and or in a long time. And it made me cringe the same way I do when I listen to an old podcast episode. Were we bad? It, yeah, it makes me cringe, but then also it makes me happy because, you know, it, it, it's just kudos to all of us and how we continue to evolve and we're growth minded is that. I, I didn't realize we were that bad until uh, in, until now, and then I didn't realize that we've evolved that much until I had seen something that far back. And it's yeah, it's really bad, but it, it was it was <laughs> it was good enough content that people were subscribing it. And we're good when we suck, even. But, yeah. but even even to the point of like suck, just the suck, uni suck. the uniformity of it, right? So I mean, I've tried to get better for Taylor on that. Like you know, he's he constantly gives me a hard time that you know this is a visual platform and. Whether you like it or not, there's these people are dropping in the first time. They don't know who the fuck Mind Pump Adam is. They don't know you're, you're so judgmental. a great guy or this or that. So, you know, putting the outfit together. And so, so you, were you wearing all your, your Viore? Yeah. You're all well, because he's a, obviously he's a, he loves Viore. I mean, Viore was one of the companies that he first found. And of course, the company's yeah. blowing up. And so. I know he's super proud. I gotta agree with him on on that brand, though. It does. I wear it like every day. No, dude. no, it's it's. I mean, that's they're solid stuff, dude. They're and I'm jealous. You and him have all the t-shirts. That I yeah. made, I made the mistake of getting like all the shorts, all the pants. I have some. Uh, yeah, you only like two, you know, or so shorts or pants to like switch out. You right, know? and then you just. Psh, but I did, I didn't get a lot of t-shirts. Move. You, you know, you did do the right move. I did a couple shirts. I like the t-shirts. The material is really. Oh, this is so comfy, dude. Yeah, it's like, it's like you're it's hugging me. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're wearing a, a baby's kiss. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. just the sweet on your it's body. Like so lightly I, dusting my nipples. So now I roll in <laughs> into the the wow. YouTube shoots. Oh yeah, you know my vioried out and and put together so he gets excited i know he gets all happy when i That's no, you exciting. look sharp man i'll, I'll be honest you i'll give you a little props on that you look sharp sharp you look very sharp dude so uh i found a new benefit of lion's mane the mushroom uh it speeds up nervous system healing so they did studies in rats and they find that it accelerates the the repair of the nervous system. How the in, fuck in do they measure that? How do they measure it? Yes. I don't know. That's a good question, Adam. Let me look it up here for a second. I, that, that's weird. Speed recovery from injuries by stimulating the growth and repair of nerve cells. So what they do is they damage the mice so that they maybe lose some function in one of their legs. Oh, so By they, the way, they, they damage them. Kind of fucked. Kind of fucked up. Hit them with a hammer. Hit them with a hammer. Yeah, yeah. yeah quote, air quotes. Damage them. But, yes. what, but yeah. anyway, and, to, and they'll, they'll test different subjects to see if it's fucking. Uh, it is. Let's, like give a some, let's give them some uh, mushrooms and uh, see if he feels better. Oh, they're, they're, they're just limping. That didn't work. They're just limping <laughs> so, over to get some food. Well, dude, listen to this, right? Let's help them out. Twenty. <laughs> 23 to 41 yeah, he's percent. Just, he's just high as fuck, dude. It's not really helping God, him. God, we're so fucked up <laughs> as humans, aren't we? I'm sorry, Sal. Sorry, yeah. finish your commercial. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, sorry, right, sorry, right, sorry. You guys sorry. need some riddling. No, no, no. Finish your commercial. <laughs> 23, this is a real study, 23 to 41 percent reduction in recovery time for the nervous system, okay? 
Now that sounds amazing and incredible, and I can see lots of applications for for people. But let's think about athletes for a second. When you hammer yourself in the gym, and I've been noticing this because I take the uh, Four Sigmatic has the matcha green matcha tea lion's mane mix. They also Would you say the, that's your favorite? I know you use. I see you using that one a lot here. That one's my favorite because the green tea's got a little bit of caffeine with the lion's mane. It's a great combination. But I've been taking that pre-workout, and I've noticed when I work out really hard, I seem to recover a little better, a little faster. Hmm. Maybe that's what's going on. So this is a dumb question, but does the lion's mane mushroom actually look like a lion's mane? It looks like uh, it's kind of – maybe it does. I think it does. Kind of. I'm trying to remember what it looks like. Hmm. I think it's kind of a bunch of small mushrooms, uh-huh. so it kind of looks like a, like a mane. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like so, Simba. Yeah. That, that's back in the day when they would name things after what they look like. I know, right? There it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does look like a lion's mane. Oh, sweet. That was right. There it is. So on that note, you know why they call uh, horny goat weed horny goat weed? <laughs> <laughs> there was a noticed uh, uh, like a goat, effect after like a goat goats a, were eating this thing. Or or Bro, the, the story goes that, that herders, goat herders, noticed that when the goats would eat this particular herb, they would start having sex with each other and getting all crazy. Yeah. And so they named it horny goat yeah, there's an yeah. Ingre- there's a compound in horny goat weed. Uh, I think it's pronounced ipimedium. Ipidemi- I'm I'm not sure. Look up the main ingredient in horny goat weed, Doug. But it's uh it's actually a potent vasodilator, and it works in the same similar way to Viagra. I see, and it's all natural and herb. Yeah, it's got like one fourth of the effectiveness of. Viagra's from what I've uh, read. So if you concentrate the shit out of it, you'll get close. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> drink hell I don't know, man. That shit works. You ever take it? I I didn't have, I give no, it to you? Yeah, yeah, no. It's it works, it, right? No, yeah, yeah, no, I can attest to it for sure. Yeah, it gives you the, the, the boner power? Yeah, it not, hey. the boner power. Long and strong. Yeah. Boner power. I mean, there was a while there when my, my libido was in the basement, so we were trying anything and everything. I was doing all his fucking smoke and herbal shit, everything. It's just whatever you want, dude. Tell me what to do, dude. Getting a shaman yeah, to just, resurrect it. Yeah, whatever. It finally, it was, yeah. finally, it was the uh, pictures uh, of Justin. Playing. That, that, I think that was me playing the flute. I think that was the only time I was consistently using the force because I was desperate dude I was like tell me Sal what I could take he's like take this take that so something like that is different it's not like you want to do it but you can't like erectile dysfunction it's just you don't want to when your libido's low you know what I mean you just don't want to yeah, it's shitty. You know it wouldn't be a big deal if I was a, a a single guy, but you know, I got a partner at home, and man, I tell you what, my girl is night and day difference when she's getting some. Oh, she's yeah. get, oh, she's getting some. She's happier. She's a happy camper, dude. House yeah. is clean. Meals are always cooked. Skipping around the house. She's happy. That as sounds shit. like a good trait to me. Do your due no, it, diligence. It, it, it is. It, yeah. Yeah, no, because she basically people know she basically organizes your entire life. All <laughs> you gotta so do is funny. have sex with her. <laughs> sounds like an you, even. You guys trade. are in like such opposite of like over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like my everything goes so smooth and everything when when I'm getting some. Oh, I carrion. I carrion is the ingredient in there. It's a PDE five inhibitor, just like Viagra. Helps uh, helps loosen up the muscles in there, and then they. Or the tissues, and then very nice. And then become, bingo bango. Yeah, bingo bango. Did you guys hear about the NPR uh, research that they did on uh, gun on school shootings? Oh no! Didn't something else come out in the news just the other day? Uh, oh, Some, that kid that shot up that, y- that y- fucked up. What happened? Tell uh, me. He lost a video game and went back into the video game tournament and shot kids. Whoa! Yeah, what? yeah. That's what I, that's what I that's I read literally a paragraph about it. So that's all I know. Okay. 
but it was another but again, yeah, another kid on psychiatric medications Damn. he's on all these other he was yeah okay so i didn't i didn't know any details i just, that just came up it surfaced on one, on one of my social media platforms it popped up and i didn't have a chance to mm. dive into it i was so, hoping one of you guys did so check this out the department of education says that were that there were 235 school shootings in the 2015 to 16 school year npr went and double checked the figure you ready for this yeah. it found 11 can be independently confirmed a hundred and basically two-thirds of the alleged total did not happen at all what yeah and then four of them were miscategorized completely how crazy is that Whoa, whoa, whoa explain that so uh, well that's that's it wait, 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 so we've been people have been rattling off stats that there was X amount of school shootings and they're not they're not real the federal government basically has no idea how many school shootings occur each year. Because I'm assuming what they do is is did these some of these get categorized because there was a gunfire and it was at a house that was one block from well, one a school of, or some shit. One like of this. them was a cap gun was fired on a school bus, and another one was a student posted a picture online of himself holding a gun at home. Those were both categorized as it's a gun incident, school shootings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of oh, wow. That's kind of fucked up. That's huh? Misleading. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit uh, messed up. I wonder who who promo- who benefits from putting out shitty information like that. You know who, you know you know who makes yeah, a lot. Of, you know who makes a lot of money every time they try to push gun control. Uh, the NRA. No, oh. yeah, companies yeah. that sell guns. I was gonna say your yeah. prices go up. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like bullet prices go up, gun prices go up. Oh, anytime like a because pol- everybody's like, oh shit, we may not be able to get them. Yeah. Anytime a yeah. politician scarcity right pushes like gun control, gun sales go through the roof. So I wonder if these if it's these backfire. Yeah, I wonder if these companies these these like the NRA and stuff. I wonder if they like kind of work in unison. Like, hey, put out some shit. I mean, get people. I wouldn't be surprised. Lots of speculation going on right now, but I mean that's that's an old marketing yeah. advertising ploy, right? I mean, you, Pepsi and Coke did it back yeah, exactly. in the in late eighties, right? Companies like the test of time almost. They figured that one out. God, right? I wonder how much we're we're, we're manipulating. I know, dude. Uh, so that, maybe that's the Mind Pump off. needs a nemesis that we need to we need to work with. We do. We need it's pumps. Doritos. Yeah, it's, I'm working on it. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> Doritos. That's be our new, we'll our work new with, nemesis. We'll work with Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. I want to fight with Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Run get, for the border. Get people, that? Get people fight it in the kid, right? They got sponsored by Burger King, right? Yeah, Did they really? Yeah. And Monster, yeah. I yeah. Brand shot. Monster's it's, cool. I mean, whatever. Monster is cool. Because you all you know, you guys see this, right? I mean, you guys know that Monster, Red Bull, they're all they're 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 they all got their own lines now of the organic, all yeah. natural side too. So they're you know, as bad as as bad of a bad rap as they have for all the fucking crazy rocket fueled weird right you know when you look at the back of it you got a million versions of like no sugar no calories right but i mean every one of these guys are responding to the to the market and they are moving and pivoting you know they're and getting you know making sure they're covering all their bases so you mm. see that yeah. you see that happening right now interesting you yeah. know you, you know in canada right now um because they legalized <laughs> cannabis countrywide in canada in canada do you guys know this Mm, no, you guys didn't know this. I, oh yeah, yeah, I did know yeah, that. Jesus yeah, Christ, what no, you guys, I feel like I know that. A rock. Listen, I remember, <laughs> I remember the the CEO from Dosis was talking about that, like how excited he was it's going to pass, and then it passed like uh, in the next week. Dude, pay attention to the cannabis market in Canada because now that it's legalized, you're going to see all kinds of new products and new shit happen. And they 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 brewed the first cannabis beer in Canada. 
So now you're starting to see the combination of alcohol with uh, with marijuana. And this which, is different than the other one you brought up. Yeah, no, this is this is a this is oh, a beer. No, this is actual beer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard of this. I don't know if that's a good combination. I don't think it's a no. good combination at all. It's I, like it's like when we got introduced to uh, uh, Red Bull vodkas. Right, that was a terrible. That's idea. a great combination. That's a terrible. What are you talking about? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> keep drunk assholes up like all night long. Well, you know what I mean, I like, mean, it's still probably one of the number one drinks at a nightclub. I mean, that's probably yeah. that that you could debate. You know, I well, mean, come, here's I'm the just deal. saying, like, if you're like a drunken asshole, we don't want you to stay here's up. The deal. We caffeine, want you to go sleep. Caffeine and alcohol work great together because when you drink them, they hit you right around the same time. If I drink a beer with weed in it, the alcohol is going to hit me way before the fucking weed. Yeah. So I'm going to drink it and I'm going to keep drinking and be like, oh, is that necessarily okay. true? You're, well, when you eat weed, when you consume it, it, well, go, it gets processed a lot slower. Aren't they too like considered but, but, depressants? But paired with alcohol in your system? I don't know. That'd be yeah. interesting. Because cannabis, is uh, it's got to get processed through the liver differently. It hits you slower. <laughs> Think about it. If I give you... Okay, how about this? Doesn't al- I, alcohol has to be processed through the liver also. Diff- but it's faster. If I give yeah. you... If I give That's you what, what three I'm, shots what of I'm vodka, saying is that because the cannabis is paired with the alcohol, would it transport it faster? They're still your, separate. It's not like it's fused. It's not like they took the alcohol molecule and hmm. made a cannabis. I don't know. One. That'd be that'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah, because when you have an edible, whether you drink the alcohol, the the cannabis, or you eat the cannabis, it takes on an empty stomach. How long does it take you guys to feel? It, if you had an empty stomach, to feel the the effects of the cannabis. Let's just say. <sighs> On an empty stomach? 45 yeah, cannabis. Minutes. About yeah. 45 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. Empty stomach, how soon do you feel alcohol? 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes. Pretty quickly. Yeah, it happens much, much faster. So I don't think it's a good way, it's a good idea to combine two substances that have such a differing right. rate of effects. <laughs> yeah, you'll get like a, you'll get hit double. Like it'll, it'll come a little bit later too. You'll get a second wave. I'm trying to think how many times too that I've been in a party where I, you know, I got drunk and then I decided to smoke weed. Like, uh, oh, smoking a, weed and alcohol go together nice. Well, I don't know about that. It's the that. same difference there. No, you get like no. really drunk and high together is a bad. Yes, it that's is. True. That's a bad experience. No, smoking hits you right away. Yeah, but I know it. it okay, if if you know if you know how many milligrams is your dose, right? So if I know that, you know, fifteen milligrams of marijuana is just the right amount for me to feel feel Damn. yeah stoned. That's a big or, dose. You know, feel stoned, but not like because five milligrams, I'm chill. Like I, I barely feel it, but. 10, 15, I'm probably really stoned. So if I had a if I had beers that were 2.5 milligrams of marijuana in it, then I know I could have five or six beers. I'd probably get pretty tipsy. And then after my my buzz is wearing off, I would be high. <laughs> so that's what... Well, that's so. the problem. The problem is the timing. That's all I'm saying. It's not the combination of the two because cannabis and alcohol, people have been combining that for a long time. It's the timing of it and because alcohol hits you faster and... You know the thing with with edible cannabis, it's people have a really tough time gauging how much is too much because yeah. it takes so long. Yeah, yeah. People have a tough time gauging if when too much alcohol is enough. There's still I know a full grown adults yeah. in their mid thirties that still don't know that they've drank too much and, <laughs> and then they, too late. And they drink it way too fast. Yeah, they just don't know. Cannabis is way worse than that. I mean, you gotta like you gotta know your dose. Take it and then trust it. Like, okay, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know you're right. Yeah, what am I? And, good- and I think I think cannabis actually. Well, maybe alcohol does too because I haven't. I don't have an, as much experience with drinking alcohol and really paying attention to this. But there, there's a significant difference in the amount of milligrams that I can handle on an empty stomach versus with food too. So, like, oh, of course. So, what level you're satiated makes a big difference yeah, for it's me. Way faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if I if I had a heavy meal. 
there I can handle a lot more cannabis than if I am on an empty yeah. empty stomach and I could be I had a, a a buddy that we all know pretty well won't say this person's name but <laughs> Harry know you yeah. talk about well, did you ask him if we could share no of course not why not just ask uh, him because it's still a stigma surrounding cannabis no there's not yeah, well i mean this person Wait, do i know this story for this person yeah 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 for this person you can't but anyway it's I one get, of our podcast buddies it's somebody we know that oh, yeah just yeah. not narrow it down anymore <laughs> <laughs> looking at him here we go i didn't say his name yeah, 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 yeah. so i get a i get a, a uh oh uh, uh, yes i get a text you're talking about now. I get a text, yeah dude. text message and this is somebody who's Kind of a, a Maybe goody, we'll reveal this kind of a goody two shoes. You know what I mean? Like a, like a little bit of a square, right? He's a yeah. nerd. Cool yeah, person. Cool person. Enough, Adam. <laughs> so I get them. I get this text, and it's a picture of a of a, like a half eaten brownie. <laughs> and in the message, he he sends it a laughing like emoticon. Yeah. And he's like, you know, giggle, giggle, and he's like, I'm feeling really funny right now, and I'm like, oh shit, like because I've been talking to this person and trying to coach them about using cannabis in the past. It's such a nice PC way to say it. You've been I, trying uh, to push drugs on him, bro. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been trying to get him high. Expand your mind. No, they were asking me questions about how much they should use and do. And of course, between the three of us, they trust me the most because A, Adam was going to make you do too much. Right. And B, Justin doesn't really care. So, yeah. so he's asking me and he trusts me. But he didn't take my advice. So he sends me a picture of this and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I know what that is. So I send a message back and I'm like, how do you feel right now? He's like, I think it's too much. He goes, I'm really, I'm feeling really, really high. Like it's a little too much. <laughs> He's like 30 minutes in. <laughs> so I, so I texted yeah. him back and I'm oh, like, like, oh, it's going to get worse. And I'm like, how many milligrams of, of, of cannabis or THC was in that brownie in his next one? I don't know. And I'm like, you're yeah. fucked. Oh yeah, you're yeah. Because I'm fucked. looking at it and he ate half. And I know the way they make brownies nowadays. No, you'd... A brownie's 10 doses. Uh, you, well, you and... might just want to do the corner if that, you know, yeah. start. And you know the timing too. Like if, and you're, I know if, the you're, timing. if you're feeling it, if you're giggly already and already? it's 30, 45 oh, minutes in, it's God. like buckle up. So I send him, <laughs> I send him. It's, it's going to come in waves. I send him another text. And I'm like, uh, when did you eat that? First of all, I said, what's the dose? He goes, I have no idea. So I sent back a reply like, LOL. I said, you probably ate four or five doses. I said, but be, no, don't worry, it's not toxic. And I said, when did you eat it? And he goes, oh, he goes, feels like two hours ago. And then the next text, oh, never mind. My girlfriend says I ate it 40 minutes ago. And I'm like, okay, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even receive it. Did he get all scared and paranoid? Or no, what? I see. I knew uh, if this was at somebody else that I could fuck with, I would have had a good time. Oh, you know, yeah. I would have pushed yeah, it. I would have yeah, been really terrible. Limit, like, you should whoa. probably check yourself in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. You better call yeah. the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Check your pulse if it starts to speed up. Should I call the police there? <laughs> the, the, the police no. officers that called. I said, I said uh, no, I, I told him, I said, uh, I got some bad Bad news for you, buddy. I said, "Hang in there." I said, "It's gonna keep getting a lot worse." Yeah, yeah. I got another seatbelt. I got another text thirty minutes later, and he's like, I th "Oh man, I don't know what's going on." And then nothing. I had radio silence for like four or five hours. Then he gets back on. He's like, "Bro," he goes, "I was hearing things. I thought people were out to get me. I had to keep talking to myself that you know not everybody's out to get me." Bro, I, I heard my hair growing. Oh, dude, it's not fun. Yeah. Overdosing like no, that? No, it's not at all. Right, boys? No. no you guys no, have any experience? No, yeah, kept me away from <laughs> kept me away from <laughs> cannabis for a very those. long time, man. Bro, what about <laughs> recently? What are you talking about? Not that long ago, you drank that whole can of. Whatever well, I'm okay with it now, like <laughs> yeah. right. So when I, when I go too far now, like uh, it's happened enough times in my life that I'm 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 comfortable. But when that that's when it's your first time of feeling that. Yeah. It isn't no. It's I mean, it was probably one of the better things that happened to me though, because I was twenty, what twenty one or twenty two? I can't remember how old I was when I the first real 
cannabis experience I had. Because you can make it worse because you're panicking. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. If Your you heart rate goes up and, then, yeah. and I feel like I can't like breathe it right. You know, it's like, it's just, oh, I hate it was that awful. Didn't and you Didn't you have a recent? I had one, dude. <laughs> I went to, Yours is my favorite. I went to a movie theater and uh, I thought that it was just CBD. Like it was just like the CBD one because it was, I bought at the dispensary like a CBD based like it was a product. Chi- it was a chibachu. Chibachu, but yeah. they they come in different variations, apparently. So this one had like a, a, the the ratio. I think it was like one to one. Yeah, but but it was like fifty. Was it? No, 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 no. The one that we did before was fifty milligrams of CBD, which CBD. is non psychoactive. Two <laughs> milligrams of THC. Super mild. Oh, so super this was chill. Fifty fifty. This was, I think it was like you took like 30 milligrams of THC or something like that, or maybe more. No, it was 50. Oh, yeah, was it yeah, more? It was 50, oh, 50, milligrams. 50 milligrams. And <laughs> so I was expecting to not feel psychoactive effects, right? <laughs> so you're sitting there watching a movie, whatever. So I'm, I'm watching a movie and I'm getting through the previews. And I'm like, whoa, I know this feeling. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, why, why? You know, like, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe this, because I also, like, I had a hit of the, um, the, the relief pen. And it was like, because oh, so it had CBD up. in it, so I doubled up. And so I had a little bit of THC in that. And I was like, oh, maybe it was from that. You know, yeah. no big deal. And it started ramping up and it started ramping up and it started <laughs> ramping up. And then it got to a point where like, there was this part and it, like, I think it was uh, this one part where like this, this evil villain, right? In, in the movie was like, Basically had like mind what are you watching? messages. What, what movie so are you watching? The um, Incredibles. Uh, Incredibles. <laughs> so so the villain in it. What a right? great movie to be high in. Yeah, <laughs> not this high. not this kind of high. <laughs> no no no. So he he starts using this suggestive like mind, uh, you know, like hypnosis. Yeah. And 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 then I started fucking hearing things. Like real, like is it when the screen was flashing? Stu- yeah, oh. and I, it was almost like I was gonna go into like a seizure, you know. Like, <laughs> I, and they said in the beginning, there's a warning, like, hey, warning. There's like, like you know, if you're anything like a pre, like you have any kind of condition, like be so, aware. And, and of course, at this point, you remember the warning. Well, exactly, and that's yeah. exactly what happens to you when you when you go overboard like that. Is that's what it works? Panic set in. Right, yeah. you're like, oh shit. In my chest, I couldn't. I'm looking up. I couldn't. I, I can't. I couldn't keep looking up, and I started like li- literally hearing things. Like like I was like tripping out. What were you hearing? Uh, just like dead evil pe- shit. Dead no, wait, wait. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like dead voices. Pe- dead yeah, like a voice. Like because because he was manipulating like this hypno- hypnosis thing in the movie. Like that was like entering my <laughs> my thoughts, and it started to play all these I, I don't know I was tripping out what was dude. it saying I don't know oh I forget now but it was like, like something Justin. like yeah it was like it was like you're, like you're gonna die and like, oh my god fucking kill you like all like crazy shit you know and so I got up and I left the theater and I started walking around the theater like real slowly and then I just it wasn't working and I was like I, I just gotta go home <laughs> <laughs> I went home you? and sat on the couch did you throw up puked my brains out and then oh. was like just laying there watching Spongebob and then finally like my, my kids were at my parents thankfully but I was just like laying there just uh trying to come back to normal it was gnarly dude I would not have fun at all you do not that is it is the worst thing I would drinking too much alcohol is probably not even as bad as having too much can at least too much alcohol you're thrown up <clears throat> And you're sick, and of course you can die. So I'm not talking about that. Yeah. 
but too much cannabis is terrifying. Well, and it was unexpected, you know, like that was the other, because like I was expecting to have like CBD. That's just not going to do shit. No. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I just <laughs> totally got thrown Dude, off kilter. I, I told you guys about my client who they had, yeah, I'm not, can't, I can't say too much because I don't want to rat anybody out, but they had like a corporate, corporate housing for when they would fly people in and stuff. And apparently somebody made pop brownies and left them in the fridge in the corporate housing. <laughs> so somebody else went in there, oh, no. so great. took oh, the no. brownies, <laughs> took the brownies, brought them to work and put them in a break room. And this is a large tech company. Oh my God. So nobody knew that they were eating a shit ton of, of THC. They, well, nobody had an creativity idea. Creativity is going so, through the roof. Now this, this person <laughs> of mine who's a friend, she's a, she was a CFO of a company. So she's in her office and right around 2 p.m., right? Right around after, like two hours after lunch because everybody went in there and ate the fucking brownies. She's getting phone calls like ambulances are showing up. She's like, what's going on? She goes down there and there's like 15 people spread out. One guy's got his shirt open. Oh, I'm dying. Oh. Everybody's on the floor. Ambulances showing up, checking on people. Like everybody's okay. Like everybody's okay, but something must have happened. Freaking out. She goes in the break room, sees the, the crumbs, starts to put two and two together, and she's like, oh, everybody just had too much <laughs> cannabis, but actually had to call ambulances and shit. because they had no idea what was going on. It's a, it's a fucking terrible, it's a terrible <laughs> feeling. It's Absolutely, absolute terrible feeling. One of the worst things I ever did was I, when I flew, I went to Italy, and um, I was by myself, because at the time my ex-wife left, and she was there with the kids, and I was going to meet them there, and I hate flying. I really don't like flying. And uh, I had just gotten a dental procedure and my dentist, who's my friend, is like, hey, do you want, you want Xanax for your dental procedure? So I'm like, sure. Never took them, but I had them. So I get on the plane and I took a full milligram of Xanax, which apparently is a strong dose, hmm. and I took an edible with it. Dude, you ever sleep so hard that you can't wake up? Yeah. You ever have that feeling? Yeah. On, that's, that's freaky. Yeah. I was on the plane and I was like... You're like trying to get up. You're oh. just like no, no. You're like body's fighting. Oh, it. it was a terrible feeling. But oh, that you know that ten hour flight <laughs> went by pretty quick. Dude, you know what's crazy? So like, I mean, I'm hearing all these like stories coming out about Ambient and like what kind of crazy shit people have done like on Ambient and like have actually run people over, not even knowing it. They've like oh wow, really? painted their uh their their bathroom like with all with their lipstick and like done like crazy shit like and had no idea just like they got up out of their bed and just started sleep, doing shit sleep eating like they'll get up and there was there's been stories of people who took <laughs> ambient to sleep and then they couldn't figure out why they were gaining weight i had a i had a client who had that this and he actually ended up having to put a lock on his refrigerator Dude. he would sleep eat yeah weird yeah i trained this guy um uh Leland. And he used to big big. <laughs> What's his first and last name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, come on, there's fucking a million Lelands out there, right? Uh, this sure, guy was it's like a common name. It's like John. Big, big, <laughs> big, <laughs> big, <laughs> big <laughs> really can't narrow that one down. Yeah. You know, yeah. Proximity hey, wise, Lelands that trade yeah. with Adam yeah, yeah. Schiff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Bay Area like research. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, this uh, and he was a big dude, real big dude. He was like uh, high high two hundreds, almost three hundred pounds. And uh, for a, what a, he was a great client. I love training him. Uh, just thinking about him right now, I was remembering all the funny stories of of training this guy. Like he was notorious for between sets, he um, <laughs> he figured. And it took me a while before I started to piece this together. He would distract me with questions. 
So he could rest longer. Oh, Did really? you guys ever have a client that do things like that? Because <laughs> yeah. I, I cared so much about teaching my clients, and and, and even though I was they were there to get worked out, and I was going to push them through their workout or whatever, you know, I also if you had a question about something, I would want to explain it, and you know, <laughs> he That's was one funny. of the he was one of the first clients that I, that I ever like realized like oh this fucker is actually yeah. <laughs> he's oh, used, I can get him going here so yeah. I can rest longer. So we would do like hard stuff like whenever we were doing like squats or something like that, he would be like hey you know explain this to me Adam you're you're talking about you know thermogenesis like exactly what does that mean and like so then I'd have to go into like detail explain and like. This fucker, every time I just, if I increase the intensity just a little bit, this dude would ask these questions. So he was, uh, he was a great client, but he also, we, we struggled a lot. Like he, you know, I, I, I got him through like the first like good 50 pounds and it was a long time before he came forward on this. And he says, you know, I've been taking this and I don't know if it was ambient, but he was taking something to help him sleep at night. And he goes, I, I get up and I sleep, I sleepwalk, and then I go in the k- kitchen and, and I make food. And he goes, and I don't remember it. He goes, I swear. And I'd be like, I was kind of calling him bullshit. I was like, no, come on, Lee. Like, that's come the on. worst excuse I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, I was like, come on, <laughs> come on, dude. Like you and he I'm like My dog ate my homework too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, what are you going in there and you're just like drinking something or what like that? He's like, No, I'll make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm like, come on, you're making a sandwich and you don't remember, but he's to the point where it happens. Yeah. He ended up, yeah. He ended up putting a a lock on the, on the refrigerator. He did did a whole thing. So there's stories of people who will make the weirdest dishes. Like they'll make like ketchup and cereal bowls or they'll take bread and, you know, and, 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 you know, put chicken in it and just do weird, weird things and eat them. And then there's a story I was reading about this, this whole article about these, this situation this one man's woman, a wife, would take Ambien, or I don't remember what the drug, the the medication was, but she'd wake up in the middle of the night and have the freakiest sex with him in the middle of the night. Wow! <laughs> and it was, and he that was does all, not sound like a bad side effect. And he, and he, <laughs> what's well, the name of the drug? He, yeah, he starts doubling it up in her in her, in her tea. Just well, pouring that here's, the... here's your here's your tea. Uh, yeah. well, no, so he would make little comments, but she didn't pick up on it. So he'd say something like, "Last night was good," and she'd be like, "Whatever." Yeah. Not picking up on it, and then he would he said something to her about like, man, you're this is not like not yeah. like you, like you're, you're really tomcat. I really enjoy what's going on. She had no idea, wow. and he was so happy because she, <laughs> I guess the sex was incredible and dirty or whatever, and she's never liked that. <laughs> and it was, yeah, I wonder if he was like, wow, fuck, I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you blew it, buddy. Yeah. That was your one ticket yeah. to, <laughs> to well, heaven, didn't right there. Tiger Woods getting trouble? Isn't that one of the drugs he would take with these girls to party? That's it, Bill Cosby. No, 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 not yeah, to okay. God, Adam. No, Yikes. Tiger Woods. <laughs> Himself took drugs with these with these prostitutes or whatever, and one of them, I believe, was Ambien, and they would take it and try not to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and apparently that's the that's the thing. Yeah, any do. any of those the, any of those drugs that like kind of suppress you like that that gives you this high when your body tries to when you try and fight when it, you, and you fight. stay stay awake. Mm. Is it like when a little kid doesn't go to sleep and they get all wired and crazy? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. You ever seen that? Uh-huh. I always thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I was like that makes no sense. They You're get so, tired so of- silly. You know, well, at that you, point, it, you've like, all, I mean, we've all been this way. I've, I've definitely got here before where, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of the last time. It wasn't that long ago. I know with Katrina where I've just had this crazy day. I was up at, you know, 4.35 o'clock and just like grinding all day long and then just one thing after another. And then it's like midnight and I was exhausted at five. 
and you had to push through all the way, and then yeah. like at midnight I can't sleep, and I have the giggles. You know, I'm just like in a goofy mood. <laughs> yeah, how stupid. Yeah, yeah I wonder just, does that happen before or after you get like really angry? Because it's one or the other what? for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like cause I, just, I get really ti- overtired. Like I get like insanely angry. Do you really? Yeah, wow. but then there's sometimes I'll get like I'll get goofy and like just loopy. Yeah, know? I think it's after that, right? I think yeah. after you've been. You've been so exhausted, you've broke through that, and it's yeah. just like now you just fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's yeah. funny to you. Yeah, this yeah. is ridiculous. No, if I for this happened to me yesterday, I was so tired because the night I was up the the, the other night because my daughter was sick. I'm I, I go lay down to take a nap, and you guys know me; I can take a nap whenever I want. So I'm like, yes, I'm gonna take can. a 25 minute nap, and I shut my eyes, and then I oh, tried to get up so hard. I was like, what the fuck. It felt like it should be the morning. That's how hard I slept. And I ended up sleeping for an hour. I never do that. It took an hour nap yeah. out of nowhere. You ever you ever like slightly wake up but you can't but you feel like like something something sitting on your chest. You can't move? Yeah. That is a terrifying feeling. Oh, I hate that. That's a that's a sleep paralysis. Yeah. Is what it's called. Did that ever happen to you, Adam? I well I get the you know, when your your arm falls asleep so bad and you can't move it. Oh yeah, it's oh. like you too. Where like it completely goes, you, and then you move like this, and it just flops. Yeah, you around. still you have, you, have to, you have to lift it with the other arm. Yeah, I hate that. And oh. I feel like as I've gotten older, it takes longer to come back to life. That's when you do the, so. Like that's when you do the strange. Yeah, I'm doing this. Uh, I'm going like, oh god, this is. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at my watch, yeah. going like, oh shit, this is like a whole minute. Get, it's get still a real <laughs> quick stranger pump in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a limp wrist. No, the the sleep paralysis is fucking terrifying. I hate that feeling. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. But it's a real common one. I guess it's because your your brain is. And now, what are you doing? What are you thinking when this happens to you? Because I have this weird thought process. Yeah, I think to myself like, uh, make sound so people know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and I, you can't make sound though. Like well, you. I think I do, but I think this is what it sounds like. Yeah, because you can't really do much. But I want someone to be like, "Oh my God, Sal needs help. Wake him up. Yeah. Thank you so much. I was in yeah. sleep paralysis." Instead, what I've like done I is can I can only see like so far too. Like your little slits of your eyes open. You know, I couldn't like even open my eyes that wide in that state. It's a weird state to be in. But then, you know, I've, I have come up with a couple tricks. So if this ever happens to you, so I used to have a All lot right. of sleep issues. Yeah, that that's happened to me before. I had a lot of sleep issues as a kid. So, and this is why I think. Um, I was able to uh, lucid dream at such a young age and so consistently. And this is another thing that used to happen to me all the time was that sleep paralysis. And what I did is I developed a technique to get myself out of it. So the way you get out of it is you have to start moving a part of your body. Once you start moving a part of your body, the rest of you wakes up, right? Yeah. Well, that's hard to do, but you can typically move your tongue. Oh, your no, tongue. Yes. Uh, so if you're in this position- I was going to say toes. I was trying to wiggle them. No, it's impossible. It Everything yeah. is- yeah. Move your tongue in your mouth, move it around, and then little by little, you should be able to move the rest of your body and wake up. <laughs> That's got to look really weird for yeah. Courtney to see yeah. that. Yeah. What's he dreaming? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's happening again. Yeah. When you when you sleep at night, does your do you sleep with your wife, like with your arm around her, or she's sleeping on her side? Cuddler, are you? Nah, no. Not at all. We talked about I'm too day. hot, dude. I don't want anybody near you're me. You're the cuddler. Yeah. Yeah. You're I the am. spooner. Yeah. I, I mean, like I hold cuddle. her hand for a bit, and then I'm just like, okay, see you later. You really? Know, like tomorrow. You're yeah. so cuddly, though. I'm, I am. I'm like a touchy person, you know, with her, but like at the same time, like I need my space. You really? Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of a weird 
you know. Katrina got mad at me because I said that I'm not on the podcast the other day. That you're not a cuddler? Yeah. She said, you're such a, you are too a cuddler. <laughs> Only because I love you. I fucking yeah. hate it. Uh, <laughs> oh, like, no. Oh, no. Now you no. Really, yeah. no, That's why I told Don't her. I said, because you want to all the time and I love you. So yeah. that's uh, that's me right there. Oh, I'm a big cuddler. And my girl, oh. my girl's a big cuddler. It's so. got to be cold uh, as, man. If I, if it's I, freezing, I my if it's freezing, more. I'm all about it, man. If, but it's just rare that it's that freezing. I mean, we live in California. You don't you don't show a lot of signs of uh, of affection in public, right? You're not a PDA person. No, no. In fact, I'm. I mean, that's if you definitely uh, a flaw of mine for sure is that I'm not a. Uh, you know, it's weird. I just rub ears. No, no, no. I'm a, I'm yeah. a, I'm a, a touchy feely person. Like you, I put my hands on your shoulders and put my arm around you guys and hug people. Like I do all that stuff, but little grabby grab. I'm yeah. not, um, I'm not affectionate. Uh, a little junk tap. I'm not, I'm not very affectionate with Katrina in public, uh, at all. I'm not, yeah. I'm not into that. And it's something that I've had to get better about too, you know, because I know there's, there's moments where that makes her feel good. Cause especially mm-hmm. in what we do and being a trainer and being around, and there's many times where I have her with me and then we, we run into people or there's girls and things well, like it that. Has to and be, I know that has to make your yeah, partner not as much, but then, then I'll, then I'll do that. And then she's just like, she just thinks that like, I'm immediately trying to like get in her pants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, calm down. Just give me a kiss. Yeah. You know, she's that's smart. Cause, that's because uh, nine times she knows that it's in my head <laughs> <laughs> always. But you know, at the same time, like I'm, I'm just being affectionate. I'm a huge uh, touchy feely person in public, wherever it doesn't matter. And then Jessica's too. So we'll just hang on each other. I'm like that with my kids. I'm like that with my friends. Yeah. I can't help it. But what I don't like is when it's fake. Like sometimes you'll see. Guys and girls do this to each other in front of other people. Oh God! To claim them almost. Oh yeah. Oh, I hate oh, that. No, you man. can see that. Oh, you know, Ooh. so funny. You just reminded me. So, so we get out. So could, I know someone in particular. Katrina, that in front of Katrina, me Katrina and I. We got out of the. We got out of the. Um, the theater. Uh, just this was just last weekend, and we come walking out to our car, and we park kind of far. This was over at uh, the Campbell area, right? So we we park away so we can get a nice little. What was part of some of our strategies, keeping our steps up, right? We park far away from it, and so it's kind of in this like dark part of the car, uh, parking lot. And we come walking around to our car and there's like literally a couple leaning on our car, like just making out. On, on your, your car? <laughs> yeah. And they're like in their probably early forties. Oh God. Right. No. And they're, you know and, what that is, right? So listen, yeah, listen, 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 yeah, listen. Exactly. Hey, why are you going to fucking oh, ruin the story? Dude? You, guys true, are, though. you guys are fucking terrible. I'm we trying to tell you. Oh, damn it. So the, and the, what made the story great, if you let me fucking finish, was I'm good. <laughs> We come walking around, and Katrina's like, oh, my God, that's so, you know. And I'm, I'm like, like, oh, You knew God. right away. Yeah, yeah. right away I knew. Of course. And so we get in the car and stuff like that, and I'm like, and I, and I just kind of like, well, that was an affair, right? Yeah. And Katrina's like, now, why do you have to think like that or say that? It doesn't, how do you, I'm like, honey, it's Tuesday, yeah. okay? Yeah. It's Tuesday night at 10 o'clock at night. They drove separate. We watched because right, they felt embarrassed, right, when we rolled up. As soon as we come walking around the corner and they saw that it was our car that we're trying to get into that oh. they're like leaning against, they bolted to their two separate cars. Yeah, they're trying to sneak it in. Yeah, and then just took off. And I'm like, dude, they were small. Nobody behaves like that. No. 40-year-olds, yeah. 40-year-olds that drive nice. committed relationship. And they were in business attire. They were looking their work attire. <laughs> you could tell they were in still their work attire for sure. Yeah. Like, you do. I was like, when have we ever made out in a parking yeah. lot like that? Yeah. Like, on a Tuesday night? That's like, the kind of passion well, that like you- like 18 or 20. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's the kind of passion you see early on in a relationship when yeah. two people are just like, ah. Oh. Right. So either they just started dating 
or they were cheating on their their boyfriends or spouses or whatever. Totally which cheating. Is probably, yeah. Totally cheating. It was so yeah, obvious which to is, me. Which it was so obvious in the fact that she didn't think that right away. Oh, I thought it was yeah. so no, cute. Was, I was like, get out of here with that, dude. They're not. Yeah. They are so Oh, it's like, oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, after, I broke, definitely. after I broke it down, she's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're, yeah. Pro- you're probably right. That smells like infidelity. You should have freaked him out. I'm going to tell your wife. Give me 20 bucks. Hey, your wife watched that movie, Even the way they broke it was yeah. like so obvious to me. It was, oh I mean, they were, it was like full on eating each other's faces, yeah. realize that they're leaning against our car, that we have to get into that car. Yeah. And it was like, they just like, yeah. see you later. And then just went. And- Plus, it's making out. Like, full on making out typically happens in the beginning of a relationship. It doesn't typically happen after a few years. No, nobody does that. You know yeah, what I mean? After a while. Yeah. yeah. No, too- and they were, I mean, they were eating each other's faces. It was like big, just, and, and, and they're not, just you see that, like, okay, now that's a little common at the in front of the mall still with the 15 to 17 year old group range but not a 40 year old off of no, Tuesday night old ass. Yeah, 40 year old Tuesday night after uh, work in your business uh, clothes in the parking uh, lot like, <laughs> it's, it's like an office affair or yeah, something like yeah. over in the you know in the for, back cubicle for <laughs> sure dude damn it yeah. D- Doug what do we are we have three how many days left are we at for the the end of the, the launch promo for strong three days left you know what I'm so pumped about how dude. this one is because I remember when we first created it we there was a little bit of hesitancy on would the audience love it as much as everything else? And I was blown away by the responses that we're getting with this, dude. It's, and I think it's because... People want to be strong, bro, man. Bro, it's my it's it's one of my favorite programs I've ever well, done. Well, Je- you, you said Jessica. You said Jessica's Jessica's favorite, favorite program. Why yeah. is it her favorite program? It, first of all, there's a lot of posterior chain stuff in it, you know. And, and the, but the exercises are different. The workouts are different. It's functional in a different way, and yeah. it's it's just fun, yeah, especially fun. if you're a, if you're into strength. So, like, if you like maps anabolic and you're into strength, map strong is like a great progression because it's a lot of strength stuff. But then again, the work sessions are you need fucking stamina for there's that. Such, shit. There's great, there's great moves yeah. in there too. The yeah. circus press, dude. Like, there's there's cool stuff in you there. You feel like, like a powerful badass yep. doing the, doing the stuff in this program. It's yep. so much fun, man. Well, it's the only program too that we we even touch twenty rep range. Oh. Dude, yeah, and that like, was like right out of the shoot, bro. Yes. The carries, the heavy carries, are my favorite. I I never knew that those things would build that much muscle until I did them consistently, like I did through the program. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's only a few days left, so make sure you go check that go out. Get it, MapStrong.com. <laughs> by MAPS Anabolic. If you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength, MAPS Anabolic is the perfect place to start. With a full 30-day money-back guarantee, there is absolutely zero risk. So what are you waiting for? Go to mindpumpmedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking quad. Eagle has landed. Quee-qua. First question is from Josh Depas. How important are scheduled rest days? Oh, good question. Yeah, very good question. Yeah. It's very, very important. Very important to very give, overlooked too. To by give the way. your body a break, but I do want to be clear when I'm talking about rest days. What I mean, yeah, I do think you know doing nothing sometimes is good for you if you want to relax or whatever. But when I schedule a rest day, a rest day to me, what it used to mean when I was a kid was to sit on the couch yeah, and do nothing. Kick your feet up and veg. Yeah, because when I was younger, I was under the impression that any calorie that I burned would be a calorie that wouldn't go towards building muscle. So I would lift weights, and then I'd try to conserve as much energy as possible to build muscle. That's, that's actually not the case. Active recovery or moving 
not maybe not working out that day, but actually moving your body like you're doing a hike or you're doing mobility work or you're doing some stretches or housework or whatever is actually more conducive to recovery. It actually helps right. you recover faster and build more muscle. The laying down type of rest where you do nothing, there's very, very few times when that's appropriate. And that's when you really, really overdone it, when you really worked yeah. out too hard to the point like where you competed or something. Or yeah. You did something like insanely strenuous yeah. you know, the day before. Yeah, you're inflamed or whatever. Yeah. But otherwise, if you lay down and do nothing on a rest day, you're actually going to compromise your progress. Anytime right. you don't move, muscle tries to pare itself down. And for those that don't believe me, oh. put your put your forearm in a cast for just two days. Just see what yeah. happens in two days. You'll lose muscle on that two-day well, I period. always feel more sore and stiff, you know, if I haven't been able to move and, and keep things going. Like, And then getting into the next workout, you just dread it, man, mm -hmm. if you've just been laying around and you haven't been actively yeah. recovering. It is. On average, I would say that for me, I... I have some kind of a scheduled workout every single day, but I but I modify the intensity so much that in reality I can consider at least one to three of them to be active rest days. So I might do some light trigger sessions or some mobility work, but I only really more more important than I guess scheduling the rest days is scheduling the hard workout days and everything else. I yeah, kinda, so I, I'm glad you went that way because I really yeah. don't schedule a rest day. Like I don't, I don't look at a week and go like, okay, this is on this day, this and this day, and then Thursday I'm gonna take that day off of lifting. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't look like that for me. Like I, and this is why too, and I've talked on this show a lot that no matter what program I'm following or what my my goal or adaptation is, I'm going to the gym. I'm trying to go to the gym seven days a week. Now sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes I'm out of town and it just doesn't happen. But I I have a, a time in the day that I want to get to the gym for that one to two hour block that I want to be consistent about. And then I I dictate what that looks like really the day going into it and or maybe the day before because I kind of can feel how my body feels like this so yesterday you know we had it, this was unplanned for me. It was unplanned that I was well we knew we were going I was going to do a YouTube shoot but I didn't realize all the movements that I was going to be doing and I had planned a workout. And I really wanted to kind of get after my workout but I actually did a lot of quite a bit of volume in my uh, in my YouTube. So it, in turn it, but it wasn't really damaging. So I ended up just counting this as like an active recovery day, mm -hmm. and then just chalked it up instead of going and pushing my body beyond. Like now I feel great today. Now I can get after my my lift today that I didn't do yesterday. So I'm I'm I don't schedule rest. And the reason, and I have in the past. So I have tried this before. I have tried like okay, I'm gonna really you know, make sure I don't do anything. But then I end up staying and doing nothing all day long. So, and then what ends up happening is inevitable. Something happens in my week where I get busy or I don't have as much time and then I don't get that hard workout that I wanted to get. And so I feel like instead of like scheduling a day that I, I'm for sure going to take a day off on Friday, it's like I go about my week. I'm planning to go to the gym every single day. But based off of how I feel going into mm -hmm. that workout, it may end up being a quote unquote rest day or an act what we call what we i don't even like saying i like to call them active recovery days now i don't even consider yep, them yep. i don't consider because a rest day i think has it's got a, the connotation of doing nothing right I, and i think i'd, I'd I, I teach people like there are no rest days you know what there are, are there's there's hard foundational intensity there's days. hard foundational workout days which is how we designed our program and then you have the the off days which was how we've programmed and we teach people to do mobility or to do focus sessions which are these lower intensity mm -hmm. types of exercises that still promote movement, promote 
blood flow, promote oxygen, promote recovery in the body, but you're still active and moving. You're just not doing yeah. a lot of damage feel, to the body. Yeah, and I feel like you could get more sophisticated with it. And like, you know, you see that with HRV and you see that with like, um, you know, technology that exists out there that's really trying to monitor those variables, um, you know, more specifically, or like somebody like Mike Salemi that actually charts, you know, his heart rate and is mm-hmm. really in tune with, <laughs> Uh, you know, the amount of stress he's applying to his body. But, um, you know, for your average person, I mean, it's really just like you, you got to base every day, like, and judge every uh, morning differently. And, like, and you just proceed uh, forward with uh, whatever type of, you know, like energy you have. To, oh, that, that's, to, a to gr- that's, a gr- that's a great point right there, too. That, that's something else I take into consideration, too, is, you know, some days I do, I want to get a, a, I had planned to get a really hard workout. But then that's also just ends up being a really stressful day. Maybe I didn't I didn't sleep well that night before, you know. I didn't get uh, proper meals in earlier, so I'm not fueled properly either. And so just because I had planned I was going to crush the weights, I may end up swapping that out for more of a <clears throat> active recovery day where I'm not hammering the weights yep. and then let myself get fed, rested really well, and then I end up but, switching the day. But it's we got to make that point: active recovery amplifies or facilitates recovery. So you actually speeds up the recovery process and contributes as a result, contributes to your progress, you know, AKA. So it's still positive. It's not like you're, you're detracting. No, you build more muscle, you burn more body fat and you can move better. I remember the first time I learned this lesson was as a kid, I was, I think I was 15 or 16 years old and I had just bought myself a a BMX, you know, bike. I had bought myself a, a mongoose. Yeah. After you watch and Rad or what? No, I never watched that huh? movie. Send uh, me an angel. Such a, can you please watch that. I'll watch it. It looks Rad terrible though, but I'll watch it. Now. Such a good movie. Yeah, I'll watch it. So anyway, uh, and, and during this period of time, I, of course, I started lifting weights at 14. I was very serious about it, and I thought if I worked out a muscle group and it was sore, leave it alone so that I can repair and rebuild. This was the this the understanding that that I had, and it was obviously false. So I had worked out my arms really hard one day. My biceps were super sore. I was trying to get my arms to grow. And the next day I woke up, they're really sore, but my cousin comes over and he has his new BMX bike. He had a Haro, I think it was. So he shows up and he's like, dude, let's go fucking bunny hopping and jumping and all this other shit. So I'm like, oh man, I don't know. My arms are sore. I don't know if I should ride. And he's like, don't be a pussy. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I get on my bike and we go. And <laughs> that's all I got to say. It's all, <laughs> 15 year old boy. That's it, right? Yeah, that's it, man. And all day long, what we did is we jumped off the curb and did bunny hops. Well, that's a lot of biceps and forearms, a lot, all day long. And I remember halfway through it, I was like, damn, I wasted my workout. Like, my biceps are sore. I'm not getting giving them an opportunity to grow because I'm pulling on these bars. But whatever, I'm having fun. But I remember being kind of disappointed. No joke, the next day, my arms were a little bit bigger. And I remember thinking, well, that's weird. I was just pulling on this handlebar all the time while I'm working out. And I had, I've had a lot of those examples throughout my life. And, and really, it really came to fruition the first time I applied the concepts of MAPS Anabolic in the trigger sessions. And I remember being like, man, I'm recovering way faster and I'm building more muscle by moving, not by not moving. Right. Not moving doesn't do that. So that's why we do that in all of our programs. Now, MAPS Strong is a little different because you have your work sessions, which if you're doing the program and what I'm getting, the messages I'm getting, the work sessions are harder than the foundational workouts, and they are. Yeah. They'll, they'll kick your ass. But there's there's a couple days off during the week where you have no scheduled workouts. On those days, I highly recommend if you're doing Map Strong to do something 
that's light and active that moves the body. And look, we've all experienced this. You know, we've, you've, if you're listening right now, you know what I'm talking about. You hammer your legs, your legs get real sore. Do they feel better after you stretch them or do they feel worse after you stretch them? They typically feel better. Right. Just get up and move yeah. and it makes things that progress. Blood flow. That's exactly. how you heal. Next up is fishtails. What are your thoughts on kids and weight training? When is a good time to start and how? What qualities in a trainer should I look for if I were to hire one? Man, I wish that I was introduced to training as a kid. I really mm. do. I really wish that. I think there's so many things that that the kid can learn other than just building muscle, like just oh. just oh, the, yeah. the, the the discipline of it and the understanding of the body well, and the learn- skills you carry with you the rest of your life. Yeah, like I, I mean, I get really excited when I watch you right now, Sal, with your son and what you're going through right now because I think it's a really cool thing to see at his age. To see him kind of wanting to learn and get excited about that, and I, I'm I can't wait to watch him develop over the next three to five years and what that does for him. Well, besides the fact that it's me and him, you know, having a nice bonding, bonding time, time, which yeah. I which that's the part that I really like. That's the part that makes my heart swell. Is that I get to share something with him that we because I don't like video games and he loves them. And I actually thought about getting a computer and getting good at them so I could do that with him. But it's you know it's something I have to go do or whatever. But now he's into weights. We get to bond over it. And I, I freaking love it. But there's a lot of tremendous other benefits that come from resistance training. And one of the ones that I, and I working out with kids or training kids was one of my favorite things to do as a trainer. My two favorite demographics were people in advanced age and kids. They they always have been. I love working with those two groups. <laughs> the two I hated. Yeah. I know. And a lot of trainers say that. A lot of trainers say those are the two the two that they don't like. Yeah. But I loved working with old people because the stories they would tell me would be just amazing. And I love working out with kids because I loved seeing how the rest of their life would take hold and shape because of the lessons they learned with the resistance training. Now, one of the things about exercise that's so phenomenal is it's so black and white. And what I mean by that is you exercise and you do a good job today. The next time you come in, you're stronger. It's very clear, black and white, put in hard work. Yeah, one plus one equals two. Here's your result and here's yeah. your progress. Very few, very few things in life are like that in the sense that, you know, like let's say you're working towards getting better grades. It could take you weeks of studying before you see that. Or let's say you want to become successful in business. It could take you years of work or whatever. I could typically show a kid a difference in strength in one workout, especially a kid because kids' bodies respond so fast. So what I would do when I train a kid is I do an exercise with them. Let's say I did push-ups. Then I'd write it down and I'd show them. I'd always do this with kids. I'd show them. All right, today you did 10 push-ups and it was really hard. And I'd say, okay, remember that. And I'd show them. They'd go, oh yeah, I remember that. Then they'd come in the next time and I'd have them do push-ups. I know what would happen. They'd be able to do one more, at least one more. One to two more is, is average. Yeah. Then they'd do another push-up and they'd be like, how was that? And they would forget. Yeah. They'd totally forget. And they'd be like, oh, that was pretty good. I said, well, you did 11. I said, do you remember what you did last time? Well, I don't know, about the same. I said, you did 10 and they were really hard for you. I said, do you know what that means? And the, they would always look at me. I said, you... Your body is not the same body as it was last week. It is fundamentally different. The body you had last week could only do 10 push-ups. The body that has developed as a result of that workout this week can now do 11 push-ups. You are not the same person, and you did that because you did that workout. And the looks on kids' faces, that same exact speech every time, the look on a kid's face is absolutely priceless. And then to see them take that lesson of, sacrifice, work, result, and apply it towards school, towards whatever, mm-hmm. it's it's fucking amazing. Well, yeah, and it's interesting because I 
my view of it has definitely changed as far as training kids. And like, there used to be like an age limit for me, you know, like, no, I don't think they should be doing anything other than play, you know, and like learning for themselves and like understanding and finding their own body movement patterns and figuring that out. But, uh, structured play is so beneficial. And then also just like, if they're into it and they're coming in and they want to learn and, um, they want to actually like lift weights. If you have a, a, a good coach, somebody that really knows mechanics soundly and can teach it, um, man, what a, what a gift you're giving a kid going forward for the rest of their life. Uh, as long as it's like, you know, a coach that you trust and it's somebody that like really knows, um, how to, how to teach it to this kid and, and have them go through those, um, movements yep. And the thing is with that, like it doesn't have to be a lot of weight, but it's, it's the, it's the experience they're going to go through to, to see that like Sal saying is like just, the, just the gradual progression of that. And then taking that skill set and ironing out that mm-hmm. skill set. It, it's, that's huge. I like, that's why I'm, I'm excited about same thing. Like my, my boys get older, like right now it's a little bit more heavy on the play side. And, you know, they do ask me every now and then, like I've been trying to sharpen up like their kettlebell press or like we've worked with kettlebells a little bit, but um, they see me working with a barbell. And so I actually am looking into getting, they have these kids barbells now that, um, would be a great just I mean doesn't weigh that much but as far as like them you know they're already mimicking my movements why not teach it dude you know, and the, set them up and the key really if you're for a trainer to train kids the reason because I, I, I did very well at this parents would bring me their kids and then parents would come back after a week and be like I want to hire you for the next six months or whatever and they'd buy these massive packages and really the reason why I was successful with kids is I made sure the kids enjoyed being there that's the key by the way yeah. key is you know, when you're working with you adults, force it. yeah, when you're working with adults, you could just be like, do this, do that, work on this. But adults still need to like you too if you want to be a successful trainer. With kids, it's even more important. Like, they, you know, they go to school, they get told what to do, what now they're going to come to work out, and you're going to, you got to kind of make it enjoyable, have a good time. And so, what I would do is I would spend the set that we were doing. So, we would do an exercise, and then I became a trainer when we're doing the set. Pull your shoulder back, grab the bar, squeeze it, pull it down. I'd say things like, Oh, you're getting stronger. That's awesome. Keep going, John. That's great. And then they put it up. And then we'd have conversations that had nothing to do with the workout. Dude, tell me about what happened yesterday. And they'd tell me about their schoolwork or what's that game you're playing? And they'd tell me about that. And I'd joke around with them, have a good time. Okay, let's do another set. And then I became a personal trainer. And because I broke it up that way, I kind of became friends with these kids and they looked up to me. And I think that's what you want for a trainer for your kid. You want a trainer that your kid Well, he definitely needs to relate with him. He yeah. definitely needs to ha- yeah, have patience. I think a good if you go to a if you hire a trainer out of a facility, the place you actually want to go to is the boss, right? So you would this is you would want to come to me in this situation because I'm the one who's going to tell you of my 20 trainers who's the right one for your kid. Like instead of like walking up to who you think looks like a nice guy or who looks like he would be cool or someone that appeals to you, you go directly to the boss who oversees everybody in there and you say, hey, listen, I'm considering bringing my kid in here and I want to hire a trainer, but I, I want the best trainer for kids to take him, you know, or her, whatever, you know, like that, that, because then I could tell you based off of my staff, who would be the trainer that I think would best suit you? Because all of my trainers should be capable of training kid, but you know I'll be the first to admit, like I just didn't have the I didn't have the patience. I didn't like it. It just drove me crazy. Because like Sal, like he he you obviously 
found a way to break through to these kids and you enjoyed that and you got good at that craft, it was something that really quick I realized I didn't like doing and I didn't need to do it. And so I just, oh, I'd turn it down. Some kid would want to, I don't have, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've got clients already. I, I, I liked training someone either my age up to like the 50, 50, 60 range. Like that was kind of my wheelhouse. And so I didn't train a lot of kids, although I trained enough kids to know that it's challenging, you know, because kids, they get distracted really easy. They don't have their proprioception is terrible. The biggest thing you have to focus on is body control. Yeah, they have terrible. The biggest thing. They have terrible body control. And what it takes to to get to gain body control takes some yeah. discipline and focus. And so you got to be, slow everything down, which is hard for kids, right? And that's really really tough to do. Um, and you know, I think that finding the right trainer who likes to do that and enjoys that process, I think, is really important. And I don't think anyone better to would to answer that would be than the boss. Yeah, but I mean, and then the, let's talk about some of the benefits. Like watching this with my son right now, the progress that kids make with weights is insane. They progress at such a rapid rate. Like adults do not, they don't move like it's this. that growth hormone, dude. Well, I mean, yeah, that growth hormone through the roof right well, now. Well, it's not even just the strength. It's like, like the first time I trained my son and he'd hold dumbbells up, they'd be like, whoa, all over the place. And I'd have to kind of hold his wrists and help him balance. By the fourth workout, he's still wobbly, but it's like way smoother. I'm like, this looks like months of training has already kicked in, but we've only had four workouts. <laughs> We're not even at the point yet where I can push him in terms of resistance. Yeah. When that starts to happen, it's going to be real exciting to see what can happen. But, you know, it's you got to point things out to these kids, too, when you're training them. Like, whoa, you know, if you're training, like when I train guys, especially if I was training, like, early teens. Like, that, that was usually the age group that people would, would bring me, like 13-year-old, 14-year-old. Yeah. And if I'm training, a, I had a buddy that I, I trained for a long time. He's now an adult, but at the time when I started training, he was 13 years old and 14 years old. And he'd come in and he'd tell me about school and oh and I'd say, is there any girls in your school that you you know you think are pretty? And he'd kind of get all shy. And then we'd do curls and I'd yell across the gym, curls for the girls. You know, and he'd be like, oh, all shy. And we'd laugh and you know you kind of you, you buddy up with them a little bit and had a great time. But to watch their bodies change and respond to the strength that they build, it's incredible. And it's more permanent. You train a kid from 13, 14, 15, 16. And, you know, it's more permanent fitness than trying to erase years of damage oh, that you get with adults. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so, so it's so important. Next question is from Jen DeAngelis. How do you know when it's time to leave your personal trainer and how do you break up with them when you feel like they're friends? <laughs> <laughs> this is part of their trick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like guilt. If you're asking this question, you're probably, it's time probably yeah. to leave. I mean, yeah. if, if you show up to your workouts and- there's a lot of things you get from your personal training. You know, I had clients like this, right? I had clients that were with me for 10, 12, you know, 13, 14 years. And I had one you know, lady I trained for, yeah. for, for that long. And it was literally every Monday at 3 p.m. I trained her. And we did that for Forever. over a decade, I right? I had a few of those. And, I, you know, probably five years into it, I remember I'd have these conversations with, with other trainers and people that worked with me. And I'd be like, you know, it's crazy. Like they don't really need me to do these exercises or to train them. They've been working out for so long. They have all the tools and all the information, you know, and all the knowledge that they need just to train themselves. They could totally do it. They're not looking to be super advanced or anything, but I realized the reason why they came to see me was they enjoyed the session. They enjoyed the companionship of it, the motivation of it. And it was part of their schedule. And you know what? It worked for them and and they enjoy it. So it's hard to say 
how you know when it's time because I, I want to say things like, well, your workouts aren't changing anymore, progressing, but I had clients like that too, and I and I knew they saw value in just coming to see me. So it's yeah, very very difficult. Uh, I think I would I would I would say to them, this is what I would do if I'm the client and I'm not the personal trainer because I know what it's like to be the personal trainer and be closing you. And I know, that, yeah, exactly. And I'm I really know how good, to overcome I'm, that. Yeah, I'm really whatever good. you're going to tell me. Right, I'm really good at that. So I know I, I know I'm sure there's probably been a lot of people that have been in this situation with me, especially as a, a young trainer early on. I, what I would say if I'm this person is I would say. Hey, you know, since this is my last contract with you, uh, how do you think it's best I use my last four or five sessions or however many that you have left with them? And so you don't even... Can we drop a plan? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't even ask them like, or you don't even let yourself get put in that situation. Because here's what I do as as I train my trainers to do this. You know, I know when you're coming up on a contract and they're taught by someone like me on how to get you committed to the next contract before you're even up mm-hmm. on this contract. Mm-hmm. So if they, he or she is a good trainer, they're, are, they're already planting seeds to re-sign you and keep you going. And then if your friend's on top of that, it's really hard for you to say no. So you got to beat them to the punch before they're already signing you up for your next contract. You're telling them like, hey, since this, since this is my last contract and we only have X amount of sessions left, how do you think it's the best for me to separate them out? And if you're already about to sign a new contract, then when you're signing the new contract, you're saying, you know, this is going to be my last contract that I do. Is is there a better way for us to spread the sessions out? Because I don't know how often you're seeing your trainer. Yeah. It's not a bad strategy to take. Like, let's say you have four or five sessions. And I used to do this with some clients that, you know, that, especially if they trained with me for years or a long time, and then they were finally moving on. I'd say, hey, instead of us training your last three sessions next week, Let's actually spread them out over the next three months, and you just check in with me. Come yep. in and see me, and I can I can add more value to your life that way. That's how you keep them for 10, 15, 20 years too. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, and exactly. And then they see value in that. They're like, oh shit, you know what? Like, just it's not that expensive for me to see Adam just one time a month, and he gives me kind of an oh, I get I can get feedback. Hey, how you been well, going? How's it's usually one of those two things, right? It's it just got to where it's too expensive, right? Like right. it's really just like the money is is the you know the monkey in the room or you know, there's another trainer or like a class, you know, that you're drawn to right now. And like, you really want to go in that direction, but you don't want to hurt their feelings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just do that, you know, instead. And so it's like, you know, I get it because you, you do, you befriend, you, you create relationships, you know, and it just happens naturally. But uh, this is one of those things that you have to, you have to just be honest and, and, and talk to them That's about the key. It. Like honesty is the best policy. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of awkward situations in life where you have to tell someone something that you don't want to tell them. But honesty, you'd be surprised how how effective it is. I mean, if you It's a lot to, better received than you think. Yeah, if you go up to this trainer friend and they're a friend of yours and you say, you know, hey, John, I know we only have four workouts left. I think let's set me up to do some of this on my own. I want to give this a shot uh, on my own or I want to try something different, you know, and tell them like, I really appreciated working with you. I've learned a lot with you and I've had a lot of fun and I, I think it's time now I start trying some stuff out on my own. Just be totally honest. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a it's really not a big deal. If they get their feelings hurt, that's on them. I mean, yeah. but you know, you would be surprised how how well people take well, honesty. Yeah, and that happened, you know, and like I remember in my career it'd be it's, it's people like that had a lot of hesitancy to tell me like I can't like I can't do another month, you know, like and it was either financial or it was like just, you know, they wanted a break and they wanted to do something else or whatever. I'm like 
yeah, awesome. You know, like do it. Like what? Or we could work it out. We could spread out. Like Adam's talking about. You know, there's other options if it's a financial issue or whatever it is. Uh, but that conversation needs to happen. Don't like the more you think about it and dwell on it, the more it's going to get uncomfortable. Right. So just have that conversation already. Next up is weak rocker. What are your thoughts in regards to therapy with a professional? Have you ever sought counseling and what was your experience like? Mm. Well, you know what? I forgot about this. I forgot that you started that, didn't mm-hmm. you? Um, as far as, you, I mean, I've been through it my whole life. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm obviously. Um, was it like, what was it like scheduled weekly? Because I know you, you're, and was this after your father's suicide? That yeah, you- that was my my first experience. Was, that was my very first experience, but I've had many experiences with uh, therapists and stuff since then. But it was originally with uh, like a family counselor when we, when my, when my father committed suicide uh, that we, we go to. And it was a really good time for me uh, to see this because I also had a, a mom who remarried into a, uh, you know, abusive relationship and it was very dysfunctional. And so watching the, the counselor communicate and teach my parents how to communicate, I picked up on as a eight, mm. nine year old really well. And I definitely attribute a lot of my communication skills to all of the therapy that I went through. And honestly, to me, that it, it it's so valuable just for that. Like that's this is what they're great at. I mean, a therapist, in my opinion, is up there with some of the the best communicators out out there. Like that, that's what they are incredible at doing is communicating. So even if you know, so I think some people go into therapy with like, oh, I have this problem and I'm going to go to this person and they're going to solve it. They don't solve it. They, they really just ask you all the right questions. You end up solving it yourself. But I think if you're smart and you can unpack that and you realize realize what they do, I think that just shows you the art of communication and that ability. And I think that carried with me for the rest of my life. And I, I think it's- They're like extreme. the ultimate interviewer. Bro, they are. I mean, a, a, a therapist is- that's they do. They just sit back and ask questions, and they listen really well, and they dig deeper and deeper and deeper into the in, into the questions. Well, and- talking talking is thinking. I mean, when you're having a conversation, you're thinking out loud, and it's uh, it helps you organize your thoughts and put things into words. And you're you're and a therapist is an unbiased <clears throat> individual, a professional who knows how to kind of remain that way and, and allow you to talk and ask you the right questions. Because sometimes, you know, first off, talking to friends and family, that's also very effective. But it's it's quite common that they're not unbiased. I mean, if you have a problem mm-hmm. and you're talking to a family member about it, they probably have an opinion and they're, they're not unbiased. You know, there's a biased opinion. Or your spouse may be biased. Or maybe there's a history there or a friend. Here you get to meet a stranger that you have no past or history with, no resentment with, no issues with. They're unbiased. They're obviously professionals of what they do. So then you get to sit down and what you end up finding when you talk to a counselor is because you don't have all that back, that background weight of whatever that you have because you're talking to a stranger, you start to even communicate differently. You start to find that, oh, wow, I can actually process this a lot better and more well, effectively I than I could a, before. I think a lot of people don't know the. I tell you what, incredible book. I'm actually working through it a second time right now because it was. This has probably been the best, the best read this year for me, and that's how emotions are made. And a lot of people don't realize that probably fucking eighty percent, maybe of the the things that come flying out of your mouth, uh, 
is an emotional reaction. And that's how we respond to things. And that there's something that's deeper that rooted in that response. Like we just, we say things and we, we think that those are our beliefs, but no, nobody spends a lot of time or not a lot of, I shouldn't say nobody. Very few people spend a lot of time unpacking that. Like, why do I believe that? You know, I sure I know I feel this way and I feel strongly about it, but very few people challenge themselves and ask themselves, well, why do I feel that strongly about that? And where does that come from? And the, the more you go and unpack that, the more you learn and you find out about yourself. And so I think that's an extremely powerful tool. And these professionals understand this at, a, at a, such a high level that you could be just, they'll ask you a question and you just start blurting out how you feel because you're responding by emotions. And then they pause you in those moments, go, wait, tell me, Justin, like, why do you feel that way? Why did you say that? that that makes you upset. Like, explain to me why that makes you upset. And then you explain, well, it just gets me so mad when she does this and says this to me and this and that. Well, but why though? What, what, what is it about what she's saying to you that triggers that for you? And where does that where does that come from? And then they start dying. And the next thing you know, it's like, holy shit, you start diving in. It's like yeah, some- They're helping you think. They're yeah. helping you process yes. and think. Yes, and, and you when you start to realize that, I think that- that that tool, like I, I wouldn't go to therapy right now. Katrina asked me after that episode that Sal talked about going that. She goes, "Do you think you would go to therapy right now?" And I said, uh, "I don't think so." She, she's subtly telling you to go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right, right. That's a, you need it right now. I said, "I don't, I don't, don't you think, think that's a good idea." I don't right? think so. I think that. I mean, I, I, if she said something to me, like absolutely, like, I respect her like that, but I don't think she would either. I think that I'm I've become a self-aware enough person that if there's something going on in my life, I've now because of all the therapy I've been in my entire life, I have the tools that they possess to do that to myself. I also have the self-awareness to recognize, am I being an asshole? Is this not working out for me? Why are all these bad things happening in my life? Like I'm the common denominator. Let's get to the bottom of this. And I have the ability to, to dive into that. Now, some people haven't practiced this and they don't well, have see, that see exercise that, down. You have to be careful by with saying that because a lot of people listening are going to think that. A lot of people themselves, are, that's usually what stops people, right? From I'm not talking about you in particular, but that's what stops a lot of people from seeking out, talking with a professional therapist is they think, Oh, I, I look. I know. I got this. I know what my problem is. Well, that's nice. That would be naive to think that way because the only reason why I think I can even slightly say that is because I've put the hours and hours and hours and hours in of practice. Well, I, I, I <laughs> think, of of doing that. That that's as naive as saying that you can play a sport because you watched it on television. Yeah, a little yeah. Bit. Well, I think you know? I think a more accurate thing to say is you're aware enough to know when you need therapy. That's that's that's. Uh, Here's the, th the way I look at it, I had this conversation actually last night, is, you know, we hire business, you know, CEOs tend to hire business coaches. In fact, if you look up the statistics, a majority of successful CEOs, people who run billion dollar companies have a business coach. You think, why that person need a business coach? They started one of the most successful- Do you watch billions? Yeah, no, I don't. Oh. Remember the, the psychologist yeah, in that? Yeah, of course. Uh, oh my God, such a powerful yeah. character. You got to watch it. But that's my, my that's part of my point is these people who started these businesses who are billionaires who you think, why do they need a business coach? They have business coaches. Some of the greatest athletes in the world have athletic coaches. Some of the greatest trainers in the world have training coaches and all that stuff. And and a therapist, the way I look at it, it's, it's almost like, I mean, it's like a life coach, but not really. I hate that term life coach, but it's like yeah. somebody who's helping you work and process things for your own life. And the way I'm viewing it now is like, you know, 
I don't, I don't, I don't think I, I want to see someone every single week. Mm. But why not see someone once a month or every other month? Sit down. It's interesting to think about, especially yeah. when you become more visible, more uh, successful, and you come up with like you're presented with a lot more variables, a lot more challenges in your life that you've never even known before, and like, it, and you're just swimming in it, and like. A lot of times, you know, people don't want to seek help in that because everything's going so well. Uh, when in fact you're you're subtly drowning in it. That's the problem. The problem I see, and and you know, I I could definitely see even myself getting trapped in this is waiting until shit gets bad, right? And then being like, oh, I need a therapist. When it's almost like it, it probably would benefit you more to see someone before the shit went bad. And so the way I'm looking at it now with therapy is I'm viewing it as a, uh, a not, more than a preventative, but just something that keeps things in perspective, in perspective, moving and allowing me to think and process before shit gets difficult. And now the reason why I sought one out was, I mean, I came out of a very challenging five-year period and I just thought to myself like this is probably a good well, idea. It was traumatic as much as you want to you know dismiss it it's a traumatic experience you had to go through. If, exactly and so I think you know with the, I think it's I think the value is tremendous. I also do think however that it's extremely valuable when you have a good therapist. I can't imagine having a therapist that's not I, I know people who've had bad experiences. Yeah it's no different than like what we the way we encourage personal training or not it's the same thing. I mean mm -hmm. would it hurt for me to have a, a badass coach who personal trains and breaks down my biomechanics and yeah. critiques oh, yeah. things like that and even though I'm a professional in that field 100%. Huh. Dude every now and then I love it because Mike Salemi will like break me down like nobody else yeah, I've known. Like, I'm like oh shit yeah it's, it's, a, it's, it's just great. It's a personal trainer great for your knowledge. brain. Yeah. It's a personal trainer for your brain and help you pr process your thoughts, like the thoughts and the way you act and, you, and your emotions. Like, just how often do you exercise that? How see, and that's it's what exactly. I mean. Exactly, it's like that's, taking an hour that's, out. That's, to do that's that. what I mean. Like, and this is, and I love. This is also why I love Katrina. Is that you know I finally have found a partner that is the same way with this stuff. Is we we exercise this a lot. Like this is a very common thing. And I mean, our lives aren't perfect. We disagree. We have things that frustrate us. We we act a certain way, but we one hundred percent. If someone's off kilter at all, mm -hmm. the other one will call the other one out right away, and then we'll fucking we'll we'll handle it. We'll talk about it. Like mm -hmm. we'll discuss it and we'll get to the root cause of it like hey you seem off today are you okay what happened at work today what's going on we, well, okay let's let's figure this out i don't yeah. know why am i like that you know i had i've had clients who uh i've had a lot of clients who've needed to lose a lot a lot of weight like i'm talking about the se severely obese and the ones that i trained that also simultaneously worked with a therapist oh, yeah. far more successful oh, of course yeah. well, far far that more should successful. almost be mandatory for yeah. that population. no i mean i shared the story with you just recently with my family it's just yeah if you're if you're putting that much that much weight on there is a, a much deeper thing going on than just calories and, and exercise there's mm -hmm. there's something else that you're you're disguising that and you're and you're using you're using food as a drug mm. you may not do cocaine you may not do heroin you may not drink alcohol you may not smoke weed but you absolutely can abuse food and you're abusing it because you don't want to feel something else, you know? And so, yeah, no, I think if you're carrying that much weight, uh, I 100% think that, and that, I mean, a good trainer, I mean, that's, I think Paul, part of my success is probably because of this, right? I had all this therapy growing up as a kid. I learned this art of communication. I understood that piece. I wasn't the best trainer. I wasn't the best, like as far as my science and understanding nutrition, like that came later on. 
but I was a great communicator and I was able to see those things. I knew that about my clients. I knew that if they were really obese, that it was there was something more about them. I mean, yeah, I'm here to teach them how to exercise and teach them what foods are good or not. But I actually, what I was really good at was was helping them in other parts of their life. Like it mm-hmm. just came natural to me. So absolutely, I think that's important. Yeah, I see a tremendous amount of benefit. Also, I'd like to remind everybody, three days left for the launch promotion of MAPS Strong. You got to go to mapsstrong.com, M-A-P-S-S-T-R-O-N-G.com. Use the code STRONG30, that's S-T-R-O-N-G, the number 30, no space. Get $30 off the launch of Maps Strong. Again, remember, three days left. After that, price goes up. Don't Let's be weak. get strong. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.